you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hola, que tal? What's good, everybody? You again have been experiencing the El Huddle podcast. I'm Will Sub, alongside my prima hermana, MJ Casa Ruiz. <laughs> MJ, we've had guests upon guests. Very lucky. We keep topping ourselves, right? <laughs> yeah. This next guest that we have on is a 11-time world title holder in six weight classes. He also, by the way, is a Olympic gold medalist. He's also president and founder of Golden Boy Promotions, and there's now. a new documentary on his life coming out on HBO, two-part HBO documentary called The Golden Boy, premiering July 24th. It is our sincere pleasure. Un gran placer para tener Ooh. el famoso Oscar de la Hoya. <laughs> wow, what an intro. I, I think that intro was better than Michael Buffer. <laughs> what? Stop it. Now you're just now you're just gassing us up. Um, Ma Michael, Michael is a is a funny dude, by the way. He watches our show Good Morning Football, and <laughs> every once in a while he'll DM me saying, Hey Will, I like your tie. He's very <laughs> that's it. That's all he's put says. together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's always very important about the tie. Um, boy, watching this documentary, so yeah. many things. Damn, dude, you've lived quite the life and many lives. what is many lives this is so revealing so candid see many sides of you and sometimes it felt like we were eavesdropping on right. a therapy session that's how it felt like yeah. for us can only imagine how it felt for you as you were going through this process yeah it was um it was scary it was scary right. to uh to reveal the truth um, on on how I was feeling throughout throughout my whole career, basically from winning the Olympic gold medal when I was 18 years old, and you know that promise to my mother, uh, her dying wish uh, from winning world titles. Um, yeah, it's it's been a roller coaster ride, and I mean everything in between uh, what took place. It's like I'm revealing here in the uh, in the documentary and. Um, I, I love the way we we put it together because it's raw, it's real, it's honest, mm -hmm. it's in your face. It's 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 what people like in my situation, in my you know being an athlete um, at the highest level. Like we don't talk about that, and mm -hmm. and you know for for certain reasons, you know uh, uh, mostly because oh my gosh, what are people going to think of us? You know, what are people going to think of me after I do this? Right. But I had to I had to do it to and it was a therapy session for me, but I had to do it to free myself, to free myself from that, from the golden boy, basically. Wow. You know, we were talking about this just before you hopped on about just how transparent it was. And it yeah. felt like so many of the themes that you hit on touch on us so deeply as 
part of the Latino community, right? Like you touch on the machismo, you touch on the perfectionism. It's sort of shedding, it felt like you were shedding some of those generational traumas, right? And that's not an easy thing to do, especially not as a man in the Latino community. Why now? And why did you want to share this story? I mean, it's it's never too late. I, I've been living as the golden boy for 30 plus years. And right. um, it's, it's, it's a, it's, I mean, it's society fans, the media, everybody just labeled me as, as the golden boy that, you know, everything he touches is like turns to gold and it's, you know, the life is beautiful and I have to keep on smiling and, um, you know, I can't do anything wrong. Everything's beautiful and perfect. But at the same time, I was, I was not living my life. I was not living literally like who I am. Right. And, and, and people don't really know me. No, they, they don't know who I, who I really am deep down inside. And, uh, and, and it's because of being conditioned for so many years from my parents, uh, being conditioned from my trainers when I was six, seven, eight years old, being conditioned by, by, by society, basically, mm-hmm. you know? And so I wanted to tell my story um, um, from my perspective how I feel, um, why I did the things I did, why I became such a successful fighter, um, you know, why I promised the gold medal to my mother or, or did I, you know, um, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a pretty, very interesting story because I have like this hate, love hate relationship with my mother who, who, who passed away, um, yeah. a, a year prior to the Olympic games, uh, in 1992. And so, but yet, yet I love her so much that I promised her the gold medal, you know, but yet I hate her because the way she abused me and treated me. So, but it made me the golden boy. It made me who I was inside the ring. Like my escape was inside the ring. My safe haven was inside the ring. That's where I felt the most safe. And so, you know, boxing to me has always been a love hate relationship. Um, yeah. because it gave me everything I have now. It taught me everything I have now, but at the same time, I, I wasn't really doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. How different do you think your life would have been? And you touched upon it in the two part documentary series. How different would your life have been had your mom lived longer? Oh, um, I, it's, it's interesting. It's a good question yeah. because. I, I I really don't know if I would have held that anger towards her, and I, and 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 maybe we'd have we would have had a talk sure. about um, how I was feeling. You know, why did you treat me the way you treated me when I was a kid? What was the meaning behind it of 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 the abuse? You know, are you are you angry because maybe you got treated that way? So I had a lot of right. questions for her. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, uh, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I don't know if I would have been motivated, um, to start golden boy promotions yeah. to continue fighting professionally and win world titles. It's really difficult to answer. That's a great question because I, my drive was my anger towards sure. my, mind. my mm-hmm. drive was, was not having the answers to those questions, you know, that I wanted to ask my mother, uh, you know, and so, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good question. I, I don't think I would have been the same. I don't think I would have had that same drive. I think I would have 
gotten the answers from her and I, it would have put me in a complacent place not to not to perform um, um, at the highest level. Oscar, may I ask, are, are you in therapy? Like, do you have a therapist? Do you go to therapy? Because I think that's something in the Latino community that it's there's such a stigma on it. I have a therapist sure. and she has changed my life, to be honest with you. Sure, sure. I, yeah. I've been through therapy. I've been through rehabs. I've been through everything. Sure. And, you know, the one thing that I've done that's really helped me is, um, is, is to talk, is to yeah. express myself, is, you know, the first, the first time I had a chance to, to go to the cemetery and speak to my mom, um, I was angry. I was, I was super angry because I, I just, I, I didn't know how to deal with it, but I had to free myself from her because, you know, it's like, I have this saying, like, you know, um, you know, forgive your worst enemies and you set yourself free. And so when I started talking to my mom in the grave, I was just I was so angry. But the release the, the, that I felt, um, the weight off my shoulders, um, you know, I, I've been doing therapy basically all my life and it literally works. It literally helps. Yeah. It puts you in a place where you have a better understanding and you forgive yourself and you know, uh, you can forgive other people. And so all that trauma that we've been living all these years, um, you know, it takes work. It takes work, daily work. It takes, uh, it takes a lot of work. And I've done that work and I feel, I feel amazing. Absolutely. I asked that, that real quick, Will, because, you know, I have so many conversations and I think for, for all of us who are children of immigrants, right? That's not mm -hmm. something we're taught. We're taught sure. the opposite, right? Bottle sure. it all up, be la niña or el niño perfecto. Yeah. Go mm -hmm. out there and do what you have to do because we have yeah. to succeed. Right. So there's so many other layers there. And I always talk about this with my siblings, with my primos. Your parents could have done the best that they knew how sure. and still have left trauma on you, right? Of so course. that takes yeah. a lifetime to work through. Well, it's because of their trauma. Totally. Right. Yeah. They passed and, it down. And, right. And so their, you know, their generation just didn't know how to express themselves didn't know you know it's the man is the macho and you know basically the woman is in the kitchen and you know mm -hmm. and she stays in her lane and so there's no communication i mean it was very difficult for me to to forgive my mother um that was that was deceased that right. you know how do i how do i forgive my mother how do i forgive myself and right. so that was probably one of the most difficult situations i've i've been in in my life but even with my father today, I mean, you know, my father was a very tough, macho man who mm -hmm. didn't know how to express himself. I mean, I know he I knew he loved me, but he never told me he loved me. Mm -hmm. And so you're always waiting for those words like, son, I love you. And it's funny because um, after all these years of therapy and, and, and everything I've been through, um, I actually I actually garnered the 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 the, the courage to one day tell my father uh, that I love you. And and I remember that day clearly. It was like three years ago, literally. Oh, wow. I, I, I was, wow. I was like, just, you know, I was like nervous. And, and how would he react? You know, um, um, is he going to tell me, you know, to go, you know, uh, I, I'm sorry. I, I already know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yes, I was. I was literally afraid. I was literally afraid of telling my father, I love you. Because of his reaction, I just didn't know what it was going to be. And so when I told him I love you, guess what? He just started crying. 
and he oh. told me he loves me back. So it's 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 like almost we have to be the parents totally. as yes. they get older. Absolutely. And, and, and make them realize that, you know, it's never too late. It's it's funny that you say that because I remember when I told my dad that I loved him, I believe I was 17 years old. So the same thing. And that resonated with me when I watched this documentary. It also resonated with me because, MJ, you brought up que tienes que ser perfecto en todo. 100% perfecto, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And your dad even was talking about Wes Mirasi, Julio Cerez Chavez, if he was at the same age as Oscar, oh. it sido diferente. I was it's upset. Like he's still, <laughs> he's yeah. still almost putting yeah. that pressure on you uh -huh. still. Uh -huh. yeah. How how do you overcome that in addition yeah. to everything else that you're feeling about him? You know what I I um I've learned over the years that um you just you just have to you just have to forgive you know um, yeah. it's like i said i mean if you can if you can have that if you can have that courage to to forgive your worst enemies and 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 basically i was living a life where my par I, I labeled my parents as my worst enemies you know wow. just because they didn't give me the love just because i felt that i don't know there was like, there, there was also there was all, always this tension between us yeah. because we didn't know how to communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and, and, and it builds up anger over the years. And so the fact that I can able, was able to, to forgive him, um, you know, everything that happens now from now on, it's like, I just laugh at it, you know, because I'm sure. good with myself. I know who I am now. Like I'm not, I'm not, a kid who, 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 you know, who doesn't deserve love, you know, I, yeah. I'm a kid that I, I, I'm, a, I'm a man now that, that realizes, um, you know, that my parents, you know, just did not know how to um, express themselves. And so I'm okay with it now. And so now we have a beautiful relationship, you know, and so it's, it's never too late. And this documentary just, it shows the good, the bad, the, the ugly, um, mm. but, I was yeah. so proud of it, the way we put it together, because um, it's it's very educational as well, um, it is. especially especially with in our in our culture. Don't go anywhere, anybody. We will be right back with more El Huddle. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower. 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. One of the things that really resonated with me was you were talking about your childhood in elementary school and how the very first autograph you gave was to yourself. And yeah. for me, it okay. felt like this whole trajectory of your career was more than just a dream, right? It was almost a 
destiny. It was almost a responsibility for you. And I just recall it was so nostalgic, right? Looking back because your fights were an event in our household. Okay. Todos los oh. tíos venían. We were making a sancocho. We were going to watch the Oscar de la Hoya fight. My tías were like, oh, que lindo. You know, it was a whole mm -hmm. thing, right? It was a moment. It was so impactful for us. And so seeing the layers in between, it's like it shifts your perspective entirely on what yeah. the reality of it was it for mm -hmm. you. Now yeah. you have a whole generation of young boxers under your own company. Right. right. Does it feel full circle to you now? Um, yeah, it's it's you know, I, I all I can do now is is just be real, be mm -hmm. be honest with myself. Um yeah, look, I, I have a company that I promote a lot of young kids and, and the next, you know, generations of champions. And, right. um, you know, maybe ho hopefully I can discover the next golden boy. Who knows? Yeah. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's like now I have the knowledge to pass on um, right. because, yeah, you'll be surprised of how many people will watch this documentary and, and relate to, you know, yes. um, um, you know, there's a lot of parallels there um with my life um that that a lot of people can relate and so you know my my i'm not saying that it's my responsibility but i i do love being a mentor for for some of these yeah. kids that that need the help and all you got to do sure. is ask like sure I, I didn't know how to ask when i was growing up you know i didn't know how to communicate i didn't know how to talk and i think communication is key um mm -hmm. i i tell i tell um uh, uh, my my closest uh, friends or my family, it's like I tell them, look, I must have been, I must have been depressed like ten times over. I, I must have, sure. I must have had mental health issues way before it was even a thing, right. you mm -hmm. know. And so, but my my boxing inside the ring was my outlet to to let out my frustrations. It was literally my therapy. Yeah, mm -hmm. I remember, I remember you know, fighting inside the ring and, and it sounds cruel, but picturing my mother, that's how much mm -hmm. hate and pain I had inside of me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, boxing gave me everything I have. It taught me everything I know. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, it was like a double-edged sword for me. I loved it. I hated it because it caused so much pain. It brought so much glory, but yeah, I mean, today now it's uh, the fact that I'm free, the fact that I'm I'm now thinking about myself first before it was okay. The golden boy has to please everybody. Right. Sure. You know? And I didn't really understand the pressure of that um, until now, but now it's like, you know what? The heck with it. I'm going to think about myself. I'm going to put my, yeah. yeah. Well, well, Oscar, was there ever a time though, as you were going through this process of revealing all sides of yourself were that old instinct of like, no, nah, I want to cover this up or no, nah, I want to keep my pristine image. No, nah, I'm golden boy. I can't, I can't do this. Like, was there at any point hesitancy where those old instincts were coming uh -huh. back and you're like, hold on, Oscar. Sure. I don't want to, I don't want to go that far into this. Right. Yeah. That's, that's natural. I mean, it's natural. That's why it's so scary. It's uh you know, fear, fear has, has controlled my life for, for, you know, basically all my life. Yeah. Fear is, fear is, uh, is, is my worst enemy. And, um, I remember thinking about doing this documentary about six years ago. Wow. And thinking what you're telling me, like, you know, should I reveal, should, you know, what are people going to say? And I wasn't ready for it. And I always That's say a that lot. thing. 
everything happens for a reason. Things happen for a reason, whether it's good or bad. And there's a reason why I'm doing this now. Um, and that's because I'm prepared. I'm ready. I'm not, I'm not scared anymore. I'm not scared of telling the truth. I'm not scared of, 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 of unveiling, you know, the, the real truth. And so therefore I just, I was open as I can be. I was transparent as I can be. And, you know, I wanted, I wanted people to, to see the real side of me, of, 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 of what I'm feeling. Uh, because all these years, it was always, it was always all just sugar coated. And um, it was all like, you know, the golden boy always smiling and mm-hmm. couldn't do anything wrong. And the thing is, once you once you lean in and you're so successful right at the highest levels in something like this, people only want to see that. They yeah. don't care about the other layers of you. They don't care about the other things that you're interested, like your artistry, your painting. Hello, you had a whole single in Venga Mia. Don't think I forgot about yeah. Venga Mia. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember this song. Are you still making, do you still make music? Do you still find that like artistry side of yourself, especially now that you found a new freedom? Um, you know what it's, and it's funny because, so my mother was a professional singer. I mean, right. that's how, yeah. that's how everything came about with the, uh, with the album. But now that I think about it, now that I've, I've done all the therapy and we've, 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 we've we have the answer. So I was, I, I did the music because I wanted to connect with my mother. I wanted, I wanted a connection there, you know, and I wanted to feel her. And so I, I, I made an album for her. It's pretty crazy how how the lack of love controlled my life at the time uh, from my mother, you know? So yeah. I wanted to do an album for her to make her proud. And it's crazy, even though she wasn't here with us physically, I, I was still searching for those answers, you know? Yeah. And searching for her love. But uh, yeah, to answer your question, uh, no, I, I only sing the shower now, so that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Well, when you're in the shower, though, are you singing your songs or are you singing other songs, Oscar? I'm singing other songs. I, I love, <laughs> I love, I love all kinds of music, man. It's, it's my, it's my little therapeutic little passion that I have. You know, it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Grammy-nominated artist in the shower only. Right. Or in the, yeah. or in the car. Yeah, but Oscar's in the car actually is a concert. Yeah, but he's actually right. recorded something though, right? right? He's That's, an action. Right. Yeah. yeah. He actually, has exactly. It's me, not so much. Oscar, before we let you go, of course, you have so much pride in being from Los Angeles, from East L.A. Can you please bless us with your top spot? Like, where do we need to go? We talk about food a lot here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. It's sort of our love language as Latinos, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know what? There's there's, um, uh, Bahia Caporales, which is amazing in East L.A. It's like a... Writing it down. They have the mariachi there, but the, the, the food is like incredible. It's a little hole in the wall. Love it. There's a Mexican restaurant, um, Jesus, uh, called uh, El Tepeyac. Yes. Which yeah, two locations, and there's the two of them are in LA, but the food is just so authentic and great. That's I, it. I would really recommend that. Yeah. It's really good. Well, All right. Ready for lunch. We got it. Hey, Oscar, this has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you Again, this, this two part HBO documentary, it's called yeah. The Golden Boy. Watch. Premiering yeah. July 24th. It yeah. just shows all sides, everything. good, bad, everything yeah. that you could possibly imagine. It's a little bit of an emotional roller coaster, and that's yeah. a damn good thing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And and honestly, it's just what you've done in the ring, yeah. out of the ring, 
uh, this this was great. And yeah, uh, people are gonna yeah people are gonna are gonna be surprised of how open I was. Right. And and the fact that you know like my kids are in it. Yes. Uh, my father's yeah. in it. Um, uh, this siblings. woman. Yeah, this woman from the past, like fourteen years ago, who where, yeah. where these uh, where these pictures came out of me. Right. Um. Uh. You know. They found her somewhere in like Asia or no, not even South America or something. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah Guatemala. I want to say Guatemala. Yeah, yeah I think it was yeah. Guatemala. So it was Guatemala. Like, so they got her interview, and it's like, you know, it's I didn't want anything to be sugarcoated. I wanted I want this right. documentary to be as raw and real as possible, and they 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 hit the nail on the head. Well, yeah. I, mission I told accomplished. MJ, <laughs> yes, I told MJ before we came on. I loved reading Andre Agassi's book open because he was so honest. He was so raw. He was so candid. And this felt like the same thing for me, but just watching it unfold. So uh, Oscar, again, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us here on the El Hado podcast. All right, my man. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, what an interview with Oscar De La Hoya. He left it all on the table, and there's definitely things that resonated with us. He didn't hold anything back, was so candid, so open, and I appreciated it because you and I had talked about it before we interviewed him, and we interviewed him at different stages in his career that – he was very put together, very buttoned up, very charismatic, polished. very yeah. gregarious, very polished. Exactly. Yeah. And to see this, it completely shatters your image of him where yeah. you're you're left in awe. You're left frustrated, uh, you know, and all these different emotions that yeah. he had mentioned. Like, look, the doc is is heavy, right? Yeah, it's heavy it for is. so many reasons, not just because he is unloading so much that has been literally on his shoulders his entire life, but mm-hmm. because like we talked about with Oscar, it hits us, right? Like very, yeah. very deeply. So we get that side of him. But after watching it, I'm just so happy for him. I'm happy that he's now in this yeah, much feels liberated. Place. Yes, that he's found that freedom, that he's in a better place with his family, with his children. Like that's, hard that's Mm -hmm. really tough to do especially when you're a high profile um celebrity and so i think everybody deserves that peace within them even though it's it's a lifelong journey to get there right and and to and to maintain it um but the fact that he did the work and that he was able to to make these reconnections right with the members of his family and now that he's putting it out there and whether it's just for him to get it off his chest it's going to help people and it's going to resonate yeah. with a lot of folks, and so I'm 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 really proud that we got to see this before you know the the larger the ar- larger audience gets to. So now we'll have time to sort of uh, digest. I'll talk to my therapist about it. It'll be great. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he had tweeted out that I have been to hell and back nine times over. Easily. So now right. I can be right. me. And yeah. that's exactly what he did. And we didn't really even delve into his right. boxing career because you'd mentioned it yourself and that was the case in my family too that his fights were events and Period. he fought all the the big fighters of Everyone. the day you know mm-hmm. julio cesar chavez you know mosley uh, all of these guys yeah trinidad i mean like mm-hmm. all of them a pacquiao oh. he, he had fought all of them didn't shy away from them and uh he was very successful there and then also as a promoter 
it was literally Don King and and Bob Arum who were That's the it. main ones who mm-hmm. monopolized that uh, game, that business. What's and here game? he comes. Yeah, totally. And and he came in and he gained the trust of boxers like Hopkins, who yep. after after he went toe to toe with Oscar, joined him at Golden Boy. Isn't promotions. that crazy? Yes, it's like the most full circle thing. You know, I didn't. We have so much to unpack there, and and yeah. we want to be respectful of Oscar's time. But like, sure, I don't know if you know this about me. Early on in my career, I was a licensed boxing announcer with the Florida Boxing Commission. So I was doing a lot of um, like Caribbean boxers, right? Like amateur level. They're just really trying to get up there, and I. Nine out of 10 of them, every time I would interview these guys, would reference Oscar de la Hoya. Like, he is that iconic sort of symbol, especially for Latino boxers, Mm -hmm. to to reach that pinnacle. He's he's checked off every single box that there is to accomplish in the boxing world, and then some. Um, So I think it's so interesting, I think, watching back in the documentary and seeing him idolize other guys and it's like you're that dude now right and now you're representing the next generation so it, it, there's just there was so much nostalgia and, and and so much to look for like i really hope everybody goes to watch this doc if nothing else if you're a boxing fan mm-hmm. um it's a must watch for sure absolutely i couldn't have said it better learning things about you learn things about him <laughs> on this edition of the l huddle podcast mj yes it's it's been fantastic you guys, we're getting closer. I'm glad that we had a little like intra sport break, right? Because mm-hmm. we're going to be full on NFL in the coming weeks as we get into training camp. Well, yeah. as always, our, I mean, you you said it off the top. We keep topping ourselves with these guests. Yeah. Annie up. Oh, Here we I know. go. We it's, vamos. Andale. Pero hasta el próximo. I'm MJ Acosta Ruiz <laughs> for Will Salva. This is El Huddle. We love you guys. Can't wait to see you at the next or hear you in the next episode. Adios, everybody. Adios. In Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.